in the middle of the Maimer, and we just finished explaining that the only way to prevail over the enemy is not through argument, not through Tamvadas, not even through that which is above Tamvadas, but somewhat connected to Tamvadas, like we explained. What's needed is something that's completely above and disconnected and independent from Tamvadas, which is what we called Mesiras Nefesh. Mesiras Nefesh is that part of the person that says, there is no other option. I'm connected to Hashem and I can't not be connected to Hashem. In famous words that are often brought, Ayid nishter vil or nishter ken sein abgerissen from Gettlichkeit. Ayid doesn't want to be disconnected, but much deeper, Ayid can't be disconnected from Hashem. And Matisio and his sons inspired all of the other of that generation to have that same feeling to be able to reach in and expose and reveal that part within them that says, I can't not be connected to Hashem. The victory that happens through revealing one's Mesiras Nefesh is a type of victory that's a perfect victory, an absolute victory. In addition to the fact when a person reveals their essence, that affects every single part of who they are, including their behavioral level. When a person is operating on a Mesiras Nefesh level, in everything that they do, you see it's a Mesiras Nefesh Yid, because the etzem is the etzem of every part of the person. It's the essence of every single detail of the person. When the essence, when the essence of someone is a certain way, you see it in everything that they are. So if a person reached into the essence of their Yiddishkeit, the Mesiras Nefesh, so then you see it in everything that they do. Like the Rebbe would often bring that a Chacham is Niker in everything that he does. A wise person you can see not only when they're speaking intelligent things, but also in the way they talk, the way they act, the way they walk. In all their interactions, you see this person is wise. And that's a person that's the etzem, a wise person. The same thing when a person reaches into the etzem of their Yiddishkeit, you see it in every single thing that they do. The Pasuk says, Because Avraham listened to my voice. But the Pasuk uses the word Ekev. Why Ekev? So Chassidah says that the reason why it says Ekev is to tell us that Ekev, even the lowest part of the person, the Malachamavas of the person, the most lifeless part of the person, is also permeated, affected by, by, by Hashem's voice. The Ekev of Avram heard and derherd, felt, sensed Hashem's call, Hashem's demands and commands. And that's because, again, Avram Avinu was able to reach into his Mesiras Nefesh. He reached that part of a person, which is the essence of the person, which, again, cannot be contaminated, cannot be touched, cannot be hurt. It's the essence. So because Avram Avinu reached that essence, you were able to see it even in his Ekev. So in addition to that, in addition to the fact that Mesiras Nefesh is a perfect is a perfect victory because every single part of the person is affected. The reason why it's a perfect and absolute victory is because once a person reaches that part, 
There is not an enemy. The enemy is not even a possibility. When a person is doing everything that they do with a rational mind and with an explanation and with logic, of course there can be a, an enemy. An enemy that argues, that disagrees that this is the, the way to go. Even if a person reaches into their rotsin, their willpower, which is what we call chaya, to do what they do. It's not logical, but it's this is what I want to do. A yidvil zayn, you know, connected to Hashem. If it's just rotsin, even there, there can be an enemy. An enemy is possible. The rotsin of the nefesh bahamis, which is called the chaya of the nefesh bahamis. But once the person taps into, reveals their yechida, again, that part of the person that not is connected to Hashem, that is one with Hashem. You cannot separate. There is no enemy. No one can, can talk you out of it. No one can get you not to be you. You can't separate from that part of yourself. As long as you tapped into it. Now the Rebbe adds another point. Once a person reveals their Yechidah, even the Nefesh Bahamas that right now really has no say is affected when the Yechidah is revealed. When the Yechidah is present, the Nefesh Bahamas is affected deeply. The very coarseness of the Nefesh Bahamas that it has by nature, by its very essence, is transformed completely from one extreme to another when it's in the presence of Yechida. And therefore, it's a complete victory. Because a Menagid is not even possible, and even the Menagid, in a way, becomes a friend. The enemy becomes an ally. And therefore, victory is absolute. Now we're going back to the beginning of the Maimer where we asked... Why is the menorah that we light or the candles that we light different than what they correspond to? Different than what they commemorate, which is the Venerus of the Beis HaMikdash, both in their number. The Beis HaMikdash was seven, Hanukkah is eight, and also in the time when we light it. After everything that we explained, the whole war of Hanukkah between the Yavanim and the Yidin demanded the gili of the Yechida, as we explained so at length in this Mimer. Which is above the Hishtalshlos, which is within the person. All of that, the parts of the person that are logic and emotions, which are all connected and interconnected and dependent on one another, that's the chain of the person. But then there's that part that's completely above the essence of the person. Now it's very understandable and understood why the number 8 is connected to Hanukkah because again, that's that part of the person that's above the whole build, the whole personality of the person. There's the essence of the person, which is number 8. The Gemara tells us that the kiner, the harp, that was used in the Beis HaMikdash for the music was of seven strings. And the kiner of the Be- of Yemais HaMashiach, when Mashiach is going to come, is going to be of eight strings, of eight notes. Like, why is that negea? Why is that, why is that important to know what's the, the greatness in that? It's going to be another note. I mean, why is that so, so exciting 
That's what uh, sort of tells us and defines the times of Mashiach. It's strange. Even though the Beis HaMikdash is the holiest place in the world. Kiner is a makeup of two words. Ner Chavav. It's that light. It's shame. Havaya shining. Godliness is shining. That's the Kiner. In the musical notes of the Kiner, godliness was felt and experienced. Ner Havaya Nishmas Adam. It's this Ner Havaya. The, the light of Yudke Vavke is shining. That's the Kiner. So the Beis HaMikdash is the holiest place where Shem Havaya shines. But again, as we explained, I believe in this Maimer also, that Yudke Vavke is Hishtalshalos. Starting with the Yud being Chachma, Hey, Bina, Vav, Midas, Hey, Malchus. Yudke Vavke symbolizes Hishtalshalos. And therefore, yes, it may be the holiest place, but it's the holiest of Hishtalshalos. That's why there's seven notes, because Hishtalshalos is the number seven. Now we understand what's the uniqueness of the harp being of eight notes because again, eight is a very important number. It means that which is completely above the whole Hishtalshalos. So, so far we understand why, yes, it's true in the Beis HaMikdash, the Neiris were seven because it was the perfect Hishtalshalos, Hishtalshalos in its perfection. That is the Beis HaMikdash. And uh, the times of Yemais Mashiach or Chanukah is eight because again that is above Ishtalshlas. And in the next year, Mitzvah Hashem, we're going to understand why they're different in the time when we light them. Mishchiyav in the next year, Mitzvah Hashem.